And it would have been mine if it hadn't been to those meddling kids. Simo and Redman are the thong slappers. They're two blokes making lots of noise, but getting nowhere fast. G'day, folks. This is Simo, and welcome back to the thong slappers. This is episode 44, and thanks very much for joining us. Redmond, a hyagazimus. Hello, Skipper. What's going on, buddy? Oh, mate. Fucking, I guess, kind of lockdown, I suppose, like you, but... The scary part is, I don't know if you've noticed this, you'll probably, you know, lead a far different life to me, but with all the social distancing and all the actual, um, you know, like lockdown at home, like self-isolation, I've kind of found that it's made no noticeable or negative impact on my social life whatsoever. And is that something I should probably be concerned about? Um, No, I've been the same thing, except I'm going to have to put a a shot of nitrous or something under my flashlight. That poor thing's been fucking... <laughs> nice, nice. It's done. What's happening, mate? Oh, just uh, getting ready to do a, another little potty. I thought we'd rip on out. We'd go. Uh, firstly, I'd like to welcome you and every single moot, including the flashlight, back to Australia's first and only dedicated streetcar podcast. And hey, this is episode 44. We're actually doing one of our catch up footies on. Street Machine Magazine, July 2019, the Iron Lion, the red LJ on the cover, is nuts number plates. Because I know how much you love, you know, personalised number plates. It was funny, you know, talking about number plates recently. If I can just digress for a second. You know, you were sort of saying there was, um, oh, what was the plate you were sort of, I know you were making up joke number plates. We were talking about the Tirana. And you said one along the lines of, to envy me or something like that. You know, if you're going to have a number plate which has Sir or Mister or something like that in it, it's a fucking big call. You have to be able to back that up. Like, say, for example, Ed Brody's Mr. HJ, the black sedan with the WB yep. front. Remember that car? Yep. That can back it up, right? That can back up those plates 1,000%. Like, there is probably not a better HJ than that one. But it is funny. You, you want to make sure you've got the, the kahunas uh, to back something like that up if you run a plate like that. Hey, spe- okay, speaking of plates, I'll do a little bit of Encyclopedia Disturbia. You done a what's the thing in the Street Machine magazine? You do the hot shot. Uh, hot shot is it where guys you know give you photos and talk about five or ten of your old cars that you used to oh, have. Oh, snapshots. Yeah, snapshots. Snapshots. Who was the gentleman that's saying that he got hot three fifty one before personalised number plates were a thing? That was um, Casey Johnson. Oh, it was actually Casey Johnson's dad. That's right. Yeah, yeah that's right. and you know what's really funny about that? It's it's really weird that you mentioned this whole thing. Recently, or you actually see it in Street Machine magazine, I did a feature story on the XB sedan that was once built by George Anthony. It was that yellow one with the graphics and the big chrome injection yep. stacks and the tubs. Chrome That's really now been rebuilt. Yep, yep, been rebuilt by Sam Gauchi, and it's now red. That car used to have hot 427 number plates on it, right, back in the, the early days in New South Wales. And the crazy thing about that is when I was actually going back through the 80s magazines getting some, you know, details, George Anthony mentions that he went to get hot 351, but those plates were gone. And that's funny because those plates were, of course, were the ones Casey. that Casey Johnson's dad had on his cars, a lot of his cars early in the days. And that's actually the plate that Casey has on his XR Falcon now. Wow, so, that's cool. Six degrees of separation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's funny that you mentioned that. Yeah. That's as funny as a clown's cock. <laughs> Are you talking about yourself? <laughs> uh, let's talk hey. about, let's try and do one podcast so we don't talk about dicks. <laughs> no. Well, well in, in that case, I've got to ask you, you've been holding out on me in a bit of a story regarding car sex. <laughs> and is this like a war story about cars? You were talking about sex and Holdens and cars. Ah. I'm thinking, is this some sort of banana in the tailpipe thing? Or <laughs> what's the story here, mate? This is uh, <clears throat> brought about by Benny Hewlett, of course, the sergeant. Oh, <laughs> I know. Benny Hewlett, the sergeant of arms and bars here at Thong Slappers, a rock and roll mechanic, the uh, red dirt pirate, great guy, good friend of mine. And anyone listening out there, if they know him, they'll agree that he's a good friend of theirs. So Benny and I are just on the phone having a yarn. And something come up about the you know Holden, the end of Holden, Holden dying. Right, that's so Holden. Holden's dead. And then Benny goes, I wonder how many blokes out there are women. How many, how many people out there actually had their first sexual encounter in a Holden of our you know our age group? So then we started yeah. talk, talking about you know sex in cars and sex in Holdens and stuff. So 
on onward and upward the story the story went got me thinking my first was my first sexual experience in a car I was in a holder and I was in a Gemini <laughs> so then I started thinking was it by yourself or yeah. were you actually with someone else <laughs> well you have to have a partner <laughs> <laughs> you savage you, you and I and Gemini <laughs> there you go you're a savage so we uh, discussed what the last one what the most recent was and I'm 47 so I'm like fuck if oh, I can't even think so then, you know, we kind of figured out it would have been my Holden uh, VH wagon, you know, just in probably in the year 2000. So got us thinking about it. Uh, a bit later on that week, I had a friend drop in and we're just drinking and I don't know, listening to music and stuff. And so then we start talking about, you know, sex in Holdens. And I, I, say to yeah. her, I, I said to her, have you ever had, no, I said to her, when was the last time you had sex in the car? And she's like, never. <laughs> Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. okay. she, uh, she has like, because I'm not a 22-year-old rugby player from Bathurst. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we, 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 we keep drinking and we get, we, you know, the night digresses as it does. And, of course, we start talking filth. And she says, well, right, Alf, it means that much to you. I said, look, Holden's, at, Holden's died. I just want to get my Holden story, and a recent one, you know, so I can say I'm 47. So we stumble out into the driveway. We've had a fair bit of drinking. My SS was up against the fence there, so... We jump in. <laughs> I remember that I had a uh, a sticket note on the windscreen to remind me to get a wheel alignment. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to get a wheel alignment tomorrow. And she's like, fucking awesome. <laughs> so, oh, uh, the master of foreplay. Yeah, that's exactly it. So off into the passenger seat and it's it's all starting to go all right. But then we, I just figure out, so look, we'll have to get into the back seat. Just the geometry is not working out here as, as it should. And she's like, well, okay, that, that'll work. So I climb over into the back seat, out the back door, and as I go to get in the front door, I sort of realise that I'm naked in my driveway, and I just say, yeah. oh, oh, look, we might run the car into the backyard, you know, just my, it's, it's three o'clock in the morning, my driveway is right in the end of it, so there's no problem, but I just started thinking, oh, I might put it in the back, right, so <laughs> that is the car. <laughs> so well, we, uh, sorry, if I can just set the scene here without too much detail. Just to let everyone know, your driveway is about as long as your car. So when you say your car's in the driveway at the front, you're literally basically at the curb, aren't you? Well, actually, I've got two driveways, but one's grass and one's um, oh. concrete. So I was parked in the grass one because I had washed my car that day, so I wanted to wash on. So I was up against the other side of the house. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right here. Um, so she's like, right, so yeah, we'll just, we'll just do that, you know, keep on the right side. We'll put the car in the back. So are oh, you... <laughs> Would you mind just holding the, fem- the the gate open for me? So she's out there in her knickers and a bra holding the gate. My car's loud. So it started up and it's rumbling. It's echoing off everything. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. And like a complete fucking idiot, when I drive past that, I beat the fucking horn. <laughs> oh, my and- God. So hang on. Sorry to keep interrupting you, but you're trying not to draw attention to the fact that you're nude and she's in her underwear. So you start your loud V8 Commodore at 3 o'clock in the morning, drive through the fence honk the horn as you go into the backyard. Is that correct? Yeah, because it's a fucking full-time job being Redmond. There's a fucking <laughs> there, there's a void of logic. There is no logic. So she's holding the fence back in a knickers and a bra and I've got, I haven't even got any fucking clothes on. I'm sticking to the leather seat and I just see them like, like a complete idiom. Honk, they've got a fucking loud horn, them SSs. So we finally get into the backyard, get into the back seat and all's good again. <laughs> and as I get back into the back seat, we start to get a bit amorous again and she goes, can I ask you a serious question? And I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm like, yep. She goes, do you think I should get my car wheel aligned? (laughs) 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 Oh, man. So so I've I've now got the story of being 47 and that's my last story of sex in a hole. We jumped in the pool after that and drank until sunrise. But uh, I know she probably listened to this, so thank you. That was pretty fun for me anyway. I bet I bet your horn got tested as well. <laughs> Doesn't it always? <laughs> that should be that should be our next bumper sticker. Yeah, but sorry to rave on about that. It's just but there you go, Benny Red Dirt Pirate. You're you're next. <laughs> That's such a story told by someone who doesn't have kids. Speaking of fucking around in cars and getting fucked around or getting fucked, what's the go with old I days? Don't, I don't have a story like that to tell, unfortunately. But oh yeah, old days. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, okay now. I don't want to jinx myself here, okay? So I'm touching wood. I've got my hand on my head. It's not that sort of wood, dirty mind. No, I'm, I just don't want to jinx myself. I'm scared I'm going to. I have taken a fairly substantial deposit on old days. So at this stage, it's sold, and I say that using my fingers doing inverted commas, right? So anyway, sold to a nice bloke in Victoria, 
Um, he loves the car. He wants to leave it as it is. He knows that the car is followed it for a number of years. He's keen to keep it basically all stick it up, which is fantastic. Hey, look, it's his, you know, if he buys it, it's his car. He can do what the fuck he wants with it. He likes the way it is, right, which is great. Anyway, oh, man. I, I'm going to quickly just, just set the scene for this story, right? I've got a neighbour who lives across the road. He's a really nice guy. He'd be probably in his late 60s, early 70s. He's, I've been living in that place for about 15 years. He's really, you know, he's, he's a good neighbour. If you need something, you can give him a call, right? But the biggest problem is, is that he just doesn't get the concept of tact. Like, he doesn't understand that he can say some highly inappropriate shit. He doesn't do it in any way with a mean streak or he doesn't have, like, a bad bone in his body type of thing. But he just doesn't understand that sometimes what he says is completely inappropriate for a no, situation. No filter. And... Yes, and on top of that, he's pretty deaf, and he talks really loud. Like, he's got a big, loud, booming voice. He'd be, a, like, a great radio-type announcer. So just setting the scene, I want to give you an example, because when I get to the old day story, you'll be like, oh, fuck, here we go. So he comes to my work, and he works there, like, one day where he just – he's, like, a bit of a general sort of maintenance-type of guy. He actually knows a mate of my bosses. So by pure coincidence, he turns up at my work one time, to do like general yard cleaning or whatever he does there. And we just happen to be neighbours. So it had nothing to do with me, but he just turns up there. So, of course, when he comes in, he'll come in and have a chat. And in my office, it's like lots of desks. Like I sit with Macca, of course, because we're just a pair of fuckwits. We're like in the naughty corner. And then the, the office is a big room, which is just divided with those, you know, like the two-thirds height kind of yep. dividers between. Yeah. So my boss and one of the guys I work with who's, you know, thinks he's the boss, but he's not. He's just like the. Sam. Yeah. So right. Self-appointed manager. Yeah. He's the one that. T- keeps tabs and everybody and all the rest of it anyway. He's like a frenemy type of deal. <laughs> anyway, so my boss and him sit on one side and we're just separated by dividers. So if they're talking, I could hear it. If I'm talking, they could hear it type of thing. Anyway, my neighbor, he comes in and goes, oh, how you going? He comes in and pulls up a chair next to me while I'm at my desk. And he says to me, now, this is the guy, right? In my work, if I'm, I do a lot of driving for my work. Yeah. So if I'm having to leave from home and head north, like the boss will say, look, just take the ute home, mate, and then just leave straight from home. No dramas. It saves everyone time, yeah. which is good. So he comes in, and I normally start, like I'll leave home at kind of 5.30, 6 o'clock, something like that. This particular morning, I got held up at home. Something had happened. I fucked around. I just, I just didn't get out of the house till about half past six. So I was running kind of late, but I thought, that's fine. I'll just work through lunch. That just makes up for any of the lost time. <laughs> he walks in. He sits down with his big, booming voice, and he says, Ah, running late this morning, were you, mate? And I'm looking at him, and I'm just gone. Sorry, he goes running late this morning. I didn't hear it leave till like six thirty. <laughs> Thanks. Remembering that my boss and the fucking friend of me are sitting across the room, could hear the entire conversation. So I'm instantly going, "No, mate, no, I just left from <laughs> home this morning. Yeah, no, like because I went straight to the job. You know, like I, yeah, no, left from home. No, nothing's different to normal." Oh, man, I'm sure you normally leave at like 5.30. He was definitely – and he just would not <laughs> shut the fuck up. And I'm looking at him, and I'm just like, oh, my God. And I got home, and I'm telling Lucy the story, and she's just shaking her head going, oh, my God, like just pissing herself over. Anyway, it was all good. I just glossed over it and just did the whole denial, and that was the best thing. I said, no, nah, mate, it wasn't that late. I think you're a bit mistaken, thinking this guy's just dropping me in the shit. My boss didn't say anything. He's kind of cool, but he knows I'd always make up time. But it was just – that sets the scene. That's when you, you should have said to him when he was saying that, these are not the droids you are looking for. <laughs> so, Mr. Boomer, right, with the loud <laughs> voice. So, I've got a – this is a, a different guy's come to look at old days, right? So, I've given it a quick clean, put it on the driveway. He comes over and my driveway is open. So, the guy across the road, he's on his driver. He can see clearly what's going on. So, here's this bloke. All the doors are open, the bonnet, the boot are open. He's had, this guy's like on the ground crawling underneath, looking at all the floor pans and this and that. And it's obvious that he's not me and I'm standing there. And then it's obvious that someone is there looking at the car with me, right? Yep. So my neighbor yells out across the street, oh, is it broken down again, is it? <laughs> And I've just gone, oh, for fuck's sake. And the guy, the guy looking at the car... He's just raised his eyebrows, looked at me and goes, 
broken down again? Because no. I said, no, no, mate, no, it's all good. Like I said, that's the no. name. And the, the guy that he goes, what, broken down again? And I said, listen, last time I had it out, I said, the battery shit itself and I had to jump start it. I said, this guy's not a car guy. <laughs> if you see a bonnet up, you could be checking the oil. He thinks it's broken down. I said, that's why the car's got a new battery because it shit itself last time, which was true. It, I had to jump start it, right? Anyway, and the guy's going, oh, okay, yeah, radio. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. So I've got like this social saboteur. Anyway, so look, that guy, he didn't end up buying it. He just lowballed me big time and I wouldn't accept it, which was good because it worked out this other guy bought it at a price that I was more happy with. So, yeah, fingers crossed. Hopefully, actually, by the time this podcast comes out, the car's sort of gone and I've moved on with my life. We'll see what happens. Do you know what, in a workshop or in any workplace, what the boss's friend is? What he's called? What he or she's called? Is it the 2IC or no, is it just the clap clap? Bum grub. That's a bum grub. <laughs> you know, you get yeah. your bum grub, you get your snitch, you get your ace, you get your good fella, you get your drunk. You, you know, you got to work out where you fit in the whole rank of the place. And a bum grub, the normal only enjoyable thing about the boss's bum grub is just you get to sabotage. You met my whole, him or her. It might take a while, but it's good to have a good adversary. Well, it's funny, like, this guy, he knows more about me than I do about myself. It's like that. So it always makes life interesting, that's for sure. Broach the subject and say to him, oh, fuck, this, this guy reckons that there's a whole, whole ranking workshop. Then you, you tell him about it and, you know, and you get a bum grub, you know. And you just say, make, you really make him uncomfortable when you, in a very legal, non-swearing, like just in a really good conversational way, you bring it up, particularly if everybody has lunch together, you bring it up in the lunchroom as a subject. Say, oh, my mate works at... Um, Telstra and he's telling me they got a bum grub, you know, and then you, you, it's about making them guys uncomfortable. Yeah, that's definitely a good way to go. But I, I think the funniest thing about, okay, just with the neighbour, the fact that after this guy's left, after looking for looking at old days when he didn't buy it, I've gone upstairs and I've told Lucy the story about the neighbour going, oh, it's a breaking down again at the top of his voice across the street in front of a potential buyer. And she's just like, audibly kind of yelled out, oh, for fuck's sake, and just shut her eyes and just, oh, it was just hilarious. But anyway, yeah, it's just crazy. You know what? what? I'm going to keep that whole bum grub BG thing in mind for this guy at work, the social saboteur at work. Yeah. That's probably a good thing to keep in mind. Yeah. <clears throat> it's not a swear word. It's not a direct attack. It's not a threat. It's not anything, but it'll get his gears spinning. You go like, and, and the other thing is you're not allowed to pick your own rank. You're not allowed to, because everybody go, oh, I'm the good guy. I'm everyone's mate. You're not. Profiling yourself is the hardest thing. Profiling other people is easy. Yeah. Because yeah. When, when your opinion, when you think your opinion becomes truth, that's when you become fanatical. That's when you become, that's, that's, so the whole, take, you have to accept where the other guys sit you. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah, just, I'm just a messy maniac, apparently. <laughs> well, well, that's kind of true, but it's, it's funny, like, I've been at my work for 15 years now, and up until Dingo Pete started, well, probably six months ago, I was the new guy. Even after 14 and a half years, I was still the new guy. There's <laughs> no one else had started since me. Fresh fish, and, fresh fish. Really. Yeah, well, the young fella, because I'm the youngest, except I'm nearly 50, just everyone else is older. It's just ridiculous, isn't it? So, well, I can't work it out. Speaking of not working shit out, we should probably get on to our July 2019 backdraft review. Yeah, well, I'm, I've got two magazines. I've got the new Penthouse and I've got the Street Machine magazine. So, <laughs> I hope you get them mixed up for Action Jackson. <laughs> uh, the uh, You said it's episode 44 of the Thong Slappers podcast, so that makes us a 44 magnum. So, my friend, let's pull the trigger. Let's get it out and let's pull the trigger. Let's ride it, All man. All right. Let's ride it let's like a Commodore in. on the driveway at 3 o'clock <laughs> in the morning. Oh, actually, I'll post some photos. <laughs> send, send, every, every, right, everybody listening on Instagram has to send $10 or I will post the photos. <laughs> cool, mate. I'll run the intro. Da, 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 da. Oh, no. Hang on. No, it's, um, it's the... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> July 2019, Street Machine Magazine, Iron Lion, the Red LJ on the cover. Redmond, do you have some cover information for me, I do please? have some cover information. You notice that there's, uh, because we're 
playing some catch-up footy. Notice on there there's four Torx bits. You know, they were using the Torx bits, little decals, and then they were using the Phillips head, then they were using the cum shot. Oh, yeah. Sh- Remember yeah. they were using the cum shot for a while? There's no cum shot on this yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> that's right, the splodge. That's but, right. But, but there is one exclamation mark next to Iron Lion. Yeah. See, what an exclamation mark. Do you ever do a, a fart with an exclamation mark? Like you go... <laughs> and you give it that last little dot. <laughs> I call it the exclamation fart. Hey, do you ever do that? You know what I do do? I do question mark farts. You know when you do a fart, it sounds like you just ask a question. You go like, <laughs> you know, like you just as if like what? Have you done awesome. that? Yes, I've done every sort of fart you can imagine. The one that scares me the most is the semicolon fart. The whole colon thing's probably a bit scary. It's a bit too close to home. Uh, anything that's uh, any fart over about forty years of age, you know, especially if you drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> it's a squelcher. I got the be- I got the best story to tell about farting at work, but I might we might roll on with this, and I'll keep it for the next episode if you remind me. Listen, we could do an entire episode on inappropriate <laughs> and appropriate farting at work at school. Let's keep that in the in the locker for a well, future well, episode. It's it's in the chamber, but it's not breached. Right, uh, the iron <laughs> the iron lion uh, font and design above the red strip with a strip below it. It gives it yes gives the car um, for me a real. Mu- I know it's not a muscle car really, but it gives it a real muscle car badging. It looks like a muscle car badge that iron lion and the way the red and white. It's a good cover. It's a really enjoyable cover for me. This one I think it's excellent. It is. Like that red line, now you say that, it almost underlines iron line to give it extra emphasis, doesn't it? It does. I think it's an excellent mm. cover. The car looks good. It's, it's on white, which is you know one of my favourites. It's an Action Jackson as well, which works well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I've been noticing since you've fucked me in the head even more than normal that there's no 253 in the barcode down the bottom left either. I yeah. actually keep an eye out for that now. Because that 253 is, of course, a signal to all our moot mates out there that we've overthrown the office and probably... Going to sleep or something, you know, no, just wait till it's dark and fucking kick us out. <laughs> that's it. That's it. You got anything else for the cover there, mate? No, that's all I've got for the cover shot, buddy. Well, what's your cover shot? It's Chris Campbell's LJ Tirana. Now, if you pop through a windscreen, I imagine that's Chris driving. He looks like a man on a mission. Yes. See that steely determination he's got in his face? He's like, Thousand he's a man there. on a mission. Yeah, that's exactly... You know, I do also like the fact that if you look at the very top band of the magazine cover, you've got there the whole Falcon GT Nationals and the Barra-powered Mustang bit. It's like a vice versa for purists. You know, on the left, you've got rivet counters, coolant sniffers, all that stuff. Then you've got Barra-powered Mustang. So it's kind of like you've got the Falcon GT Nationals, which as car enthusiasts, we will all enjoy because we like, you know, stock and modified because we're broad-minded. Whereas the Barra-powered Mustang will just hopefully keep the uh, purists away from this magazine and into Survive Car Australia more, I'd say. Yeah, that's that's Mm. good. That's a good pickup. Yeah, yeah. What did you choose for your rig of the month? Uh, Page 36 is my rig of the month, the Parada GT. Oh, pump up the volume, that blue thing. How tough's that? Yep. I'm going to... Not make any comment on the Hell GT number plates. Actually, Hell GT's not bad, really. No, no, it's no, no, not. That, that's it's fine. Not, it's we, yeah, apt here. yeah. Mm. I originally thought the colour was a play on Wild Violet. That's what I loved in Wild Violet HOs. They're my best looking, my for me, and the favourite colour. I had to take the magazine out into the sun to read it. And it's blue and it's got a gold GT stripe. Uh, I like the gold stripes on GTs way better than black. You know, the Subaru stripe. Mm. Sort of, any colour I think looks better, particularly the white ones with a gold stripe. But yeah, it's. Uh, I like the 604 Subaru uh, badge or sticker. You're a fan of that, yep, aren't you? Yep. Definitely. And I understand why. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Barney from Barney's Autocraft, of course, done a play on that with our thong slapper stickers. He put a, th- a blown 350 Chev behind it, behind the Subaru. <laughs> I'll, I'll post a nice photo. It's right here on my laptop. Have a look at the interior on page 39. Looks like a fun place to sit with the three pedals. Yep, manual the, stick. Beautiful. Yep, 10,000 RPM taco. Yep. 160 mile an hour, and I spy a shaker. Combine all that with you know supercar brakes and the fact this car's from the Blue Mountains, New South Wales, anyway. And I'm sure on midnight dash through the mountains, it'd be hell's bells. You know, that's a really good point. That would be an awesome place to wind this car out. Yeah. And I must say, 
I, as you know, I'm not really a big fan of big diameter wheels, but it kind of works for this car, you know? Do yeah, you find that as well? Yeah, it does. Yeah. And so, yeah, the, the, the article yeah. pops very well on the page too. The pump up the volume header in the black and gold and the white looks crazy good with the gold pinstripe on the page running vertical on the left. It's really nice. Every photo is taken on the dirt too. That's a... Uh, a peach of a car to take onto the dirt for the photos. A lot of work. Mm. Oh, yeah, but it suits it. It works with the background. Yeah. I mean, especially, too, if you look on page 38 and 39, yep. the actual the colours, when you look at the left, you've kind of got the blue sky, then the shed's kind of a goldy brownie colour. Yeah. To make the fact that the car, which is blue and gold itself, to still have it pop off very similar colours, it's pretty awesome work. Who actually did the photos for this? Let me have a look here. Ben Hoskins. I just noticed that it's got a drop tank on it too, like a kind of play on a drop tank, I guess. Mm, I really like yeah. GT Falcons done like this, done as a street car. I like XYs done as a street car too with no no GT stuff. But, yeah, X, yeah. XYs are a hot car. Like say a GT base rig, uh, clone, that's cool, or, you know, original, that's cool. But it's good when guys street car them as well. I think that with Tiranas, I think that with Kingswood, that's everything, so no problem. Yes, yeah, the, the no, en- most definitely. The engine's 604 cubic inch eliminator. They mention it's nearly 10 litres, man. That's about 13 tallies of beer. G'day, Matto. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, a, that's, a, that's an engine in there, isn't it? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Do you know how to, convert, you know how to convert cubic inches into litres? Look, not officially. The way I used to do it was I'd think to myself, all right, so if a 202 is 3,300 cubic centimetres, I'm sorry, I'm doing the maths in my head, a 404 would be 6.6 litres. So I used to always do it like that. I try find, yeah, right. I try and find something. Well, hang on, sorry, how many cubes? 604. Yep. So 302 is 5 litre. Would that make this a 10 litre? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's Is that right? Am yeah, I correct there? That's what I just said. The way to do it, and I read oh. this. I read this formula in honestly, Simon. I read this formula in dirty stuff in high school, and I just it's something <laughs> I did. It stuck with me. What you do is you times the cubic inches by sixteen point thirty nine. That's the formula. Oh, okay. I've just always remembered sixteen thirty nine. And if you've got the liters and you want to get back to cubic inches, of course you divide it. Yeah, so it's right. sixteen thirty nine. So what a three fifty one times sixteen thirty nine will give you. And I read that in in dirty stuff. That's how long ago. Yeah, that's cool. It's amazing the stuff that sticks with you though. And that's, that's even more amazing the shit that falls out, like high school certificate, you know, fucking <laughs> anything that could have you know kind of fucking helped me. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Street Machine. <laughs> <laughs> you just remember the stuff that counts. That's all. That's it. What's your rig of the month, Skip? Uh mate, if you flick back to page. Uh, 28, it was Scarlet Fever. It was Chris Campbell's LJ Tirana. Yeah. Uh, is nuts. Now, of course, the cover car also. A um, few things that I really, I guess, push this car over the line for me. I love the engine bay in it. I think that's really well done, really uh, neatly detailed. It's got no fuel cap on the rear between the tail lights, which is also, I don't know, it's just a feature. I've always loved when people do that with Tiranas. They clean up the rear with no fuel cap. Yep. I think it's a good look. Has a really tough stance. Like you look at page 33, that rear kind of three quarter view on page 33, where I was talking about no fuel cap. That's actually shows, you know, the stance of the car looks really mint. I don't normally like de-chroming, as I spoke about when we were talking about Charlie Harley's 57 uh, from the previous, uh, well, the April 2020 issue of Street Machine Magazine. I'm not usually a fan of de-chroming, but I kind of don't mind it on this car either. It works. It actually works with that red colour. So, And, of course, the fact it's got the black wheels. I think the de-chroming of the bars and stuff into black works pretty well with that. And, you know, I think this is a compact car. It's probably a bit easier to get away with too. There's not so much yeah, chrome right. that's been lost to, to be painting black. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just a lot of the little details with, with this car which make it add up to be kind of my rig of the month. Things like the hard lines and the boot and the engine bay, I think that's a really nice trick, you know, all the hard lines for the fuel and stuff. Just something that, okay, like we've spoken about many times on the podcast, Tirana's uh, one of the cornerstone cars of the street machine scene here in Australia, and there have been so many different variations done of these cars. But this one works. I think – you know, to build a Tirana or something similar and still have the little differences in there to make it individuals are a really good thing. And it was kind of, yeah, a lot of the little details that made it stick out with me. So 
you know, um, not that I've really changed anything on it, but I think black auto drags look pretty tough on this. I like your, <laughs> uh, your, your comment on page 33 about how it looks there in the stance. I don't know if there's even such a thing. I'm going to make up as – it's classic streetcar. I don't think you can – you know, it's just yeah. t- tough squatted in the back. It's got uh, some drag gear going on there. You can see the pipes underneath it. It's not – an LJXU1. You know, when you look at it, yeah, it's got the classic, mm. it's, it's yeah. had the classic streetcar treatment. Treatment, and I like it when I when I choose the uh, cover car as my rig of the month. So it always makes me feel good. I, I I probably haven't done it all that often, but it does feel good. Like, ah, right, well that's my rig of the month, and it's on the cover. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Look, hey, I did mean to laugh when I said about fitting black auto drags. I wasn't actually taking the piss out of this car or anything like that. I honestly think black auto drags would look tough on this. It's more the fact that I know that every time I say, oh, if I'm going to change one thing, I fit auto drags to like <laughs> 99% of anything we ever talk about in this podcast. I kind of feel like Mike Brady in the Brady Bunch movie when he has to redesign like like a, a new ice cream shop or a new car parts store. Every design he gives to the boss is a model of the Brady Bunch house just with like a different sign at the front. Like his ideas are always exactly the same. I kind of feel like that. So <laughs> that's why I was laughing at myself thinking, oh, you're such a fucking wanker. But anyway. I've done yeah. a Mike Brady. Yeah, pretty much. I feel like I do a Mike Brady every time because I say, oh, you're just some water drags on it. So <laughs> uh, this car, Chris's LJ, was actually also my, my uh, poster child, mate. How about yours? Uh, my poster child. I chose the red car, mate. Yeah, okay. No worries. Uh, <laughs> Bad Blood Hardtop, just such a classic poster with a, you know, whether it's hung up in a sports bar workshop, a cubby house or a wank palace, that is a street, that's a car guy's poster to me. It's, it's nobody would look at that and go, oh, it's a Ford. All those places can be one and the same, can't they? They can be. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's your... No, that's true. That's a very good point, yeah. What do you like about the poster? Um... Hang on. I better actually have a look at the post again. Hang on. Just have a go back and have a look. Probably just the stance thing. Yeah. Uh, I think that it just looks tough in that photo. And, look, I know I always go on that I'm not a fan of big diameter front wheels, but I don't know. It doesn't really detract from this car too much. I just I just like the fact, yeah, I think it's a great background. I just think it stands out. It has a bit of sound to it as far as, you know, a bit of a like a bit of an angry Damon Omen sound to it. So that's why I went with that. Yeah, I just think it's a tough car. Uh, Limpy took that photo too. Oh, okay. Yeah, no worries. Oh, Limpy, see, uh, seeing Bad Blood, have a look at the, the big fella driving it. Yeah, yeah. You'd be fucking shitting yourself if you had to drive through Pie Shop. Square or round or both. <laughs> One of each. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you have for Action Jacksons, mate? Action Jacksons, the contents page. Purple people here, four-door XA. So where's that? Oh, yeah, have a look on uh, oh, one over four. Yeah. Getting pants. That's a good photo, isn't it? It is a good photo. If is you it, blur your eyes on that, it could be something from like 1972. He's got the black open face helmet. Yeah. Yes, that is a great shot. Isn't it good to see original, like if I don't know, probably is it, original GT just getting pants? Yeah, well, that's right. That's what they, they're made for, isn't it? Because they do it. I just noticed the photo above it, 66, the four-door LJ. That's a good photo too. Yeah, yeah, a bit of drag challenge weekend uh, action by the looks of that. Mm. Um, go to page 72, please. Uh, Brendan's 12.8 second Dak Dak. See it down there? Yes. Yeah, that, I sure do. That is just pure fun, man. Put number with a paintbrush or insulation tape, put number 53 on the door, like do it as, you know, to suit it. And I'll have Rat Rod Patina Barn Fine. Yep. <laughs> How cool is that? Look, he's smiling. You can actually see him smiling there. And I. Have no problem with that. I'd be fucking smiling too. Big time. Look, that was actually one of my Action Jackson, so I might just add a bit of info in as well while yep. we're on that page. I actually had a chat to Brendan at Street Machine Drag Challenge Weekend last year. And the one thing I loved about that car, sorry, man, my phone keeps going off. You know, it's funny. The only time my phone text messages or the only time it rings is when I'm on, like already on a call doing something like this. I'm having a shit or I pull up at the servo to fill the car up with fuel. Fuck me. Anyway, um, yeah, Brendan's VW at Drag Challenge Weekend, when he actually changed into race mode, he fitted a Stinger exhaust to the back of it. Yeah, you know right. that big Stinger yeah, yeah, that comes yeah. out the back? Yeah, yeah. He fucking yeah. love Stingers. Yeah, me And too. he would fit one of those to race with, which I thought was very cool. So, yeah, yeah. sorry, mate. I sort of added him while we're on that photo. Can I ask a question and can I address the elephant in the room about uh, photo number one? Photo number one. Yep, uh, Naomi. Oh, yep. What the fuck is the go- What the fuck is the go with her number plate? I moan. Well, mm. isn't it like a play on words of Naomi? Like, as in, if you, you use the letters out of Naomi, 
It's Naomi back to front. In a hang on. Yeah, it's Naomi. Fucking it is too. In the number plate, then in your review mirror, it's fucking. Naomi. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Wow, that's kind of ironic, isn't it? Yeah. That it, especially, like I moan, you know, fuck. I know, that's... Commodores in someone's backyard right about now, but <laughs> that's something that, it actually has quite a number of meanings, doesn't it? Yeah, so I, I thought it was I'm on, you know, like fast pass or something, but yeah, it's, I don't know. Yeah, if, no, if, but that's, I yeah. just, yeah, that's, that's it. I've just realised that now, so there you go. Uh, page 75? Yes, sir. Have a look at page two, uh, uh, insert two, is that... Uh, Limpy run what you brung, or is that Street Regina Street Machine have reduced the per day allowance? So he's on the road. He's got to eat what he can get. I think that's indicative of my red van at Drag Challenge about as, how fast <laughs> that goes. It's like a snapshot of the times my red van would do. Well, we do know that uh, Limpy has a. I'm going to put it out there has a fetish on uh, Les Higgins, the Bush Tucker man. Ah, oh, Les with a funny big hat. Yeah. I remember him. Oh, I wouldn't say funny big hat. I'd say stylish, you know, gentlemanly hat from the oh. outback. <laughs> <laughs> potato, potato. <laughs> tomato, tomato. Oh, no. Yes. Okay, right. uh, okay. page 79. A yes, badass yep. HQ up in number one, the insert in number one. It's Steve's. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, see, he's got the flutes welded in. Yep. Yep. Uh, Robert and Bull done a job for a guy years ago, and the guy given the flutes, and you know, put I want this one here, and I want this. Robert and Bull are both quite good welders, actually. Nigel Bull's wife is a good welder as well. No surprise. Oh, okay. Yeah, anybody that can, can be, be handy. Yeah. Yeah. So when they're fitted and they've they've put them in and everything, yeah. So the guy goes off, and the panel beater goes, they're pretty cool, man, but they're upside down. <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah, I can't remember whether the left was in the right or the right was in the left or something other. So he set them up. He'd written what he wants, top, bottom, everything. So it was the guy's fault. So they just done them again. Yeah. So that's the only thing I ever see when I see a a flute like that. What are your your action, Jackson? That's a weird action, Jackson, because it's not moving. What the fuck are they there? (laughs) Mate, if you go to page 67, please, you'll see the red EK towing the trailer through Cunningham's Gap. I just think that's a great shot because the EK itself is a really tough-looking car. And, um, yeah, yeah that I just was, think that's a really emphasises the tub work and the width of the back wheels and that sort of thing that got a and lot the front of, runners. That got a lot of yeah. play at the, on the, at the time, too, on the Street Machine's uh, website. And it's got a roll cage. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a great shot. And, mate, if you flick forward to page 71, you've got Pat O'Shea skybound in his stocker XR Falcon, the two-tone Fairmont. That's a great shot too, and I can see a bit of drag, a bit of, I can see a bit of tie rod, which is always a great thing with Falcon. So yeah, I think that's an awesome shot, and uh, very indicative of the quality and the you know speed and competition of the cars that attend Drag Challenge. Such a shame, such a shame that the Sydney Drag Challenge weekend has been cancelled because of the whole COVID nineteen stuff. So hopefully they'll be able to come back stronger than ever. And look, hopefully. You know, things are kind of improving by the end of the year for Drag Challenge Week. I guess time's going to tell with that anyway, isn't it? Oh, was it because of the COVID thing that they they uh, didn't do yeah. the Sydney? I thought it was because Benny Hill and I were going. Oh, I feel better. Well, probably a bit of both, actually, but yeah. Your, your photo, yeah. your page 71, Pat O'Shea's Falcon. I reckon the winner of Best Restored Phase 3 at the GT National should get to go for a run in the passenger seat of that thing. <laughs> Yep, I think so too. <laughs> that's your prize for winning Best Restored GT. Oh, that's it. And, um, mate, yeah, the last one I had was Brendan Burnett's VW about the Stinger, which we've yep. already spoken about. So that kind of wraps us up for Action Jacksons. I only had a few of those, but I make up for it in special mentions. However, do you want to do Tough Shots first? Yes. Uh, well, Paige, my first Tough Shot, 71. I'm a bike guy, so fucking wheel stands are unreal. And <laughs> just to make you go mental, page eight, please. That's okay. I can go back. Hang on. Are you sweating? Yes, sir. I'm here. Uh, I like the in- intense look on his face. Like if I was to put a caption in there, it'd be like, feet up, fourth gear, which is a you know an old motocross saying. You know, guys, f- both feet on the pegs, fourth gear. But yeah, that's that's a really good photo, I reckon. You see, he's got it is. intensity. Right yeah, and you can there. see the, the, the blower pulley spinning, which is always good too. So I do dig that as well. I do like uh, the photos in Street Machine. With the owners too, no matter how you know the owner could be sitting there, standing there with his family, could be in it under it. Well, I don't, I don't have any any preference. But 
I think it's really good when the owner gets in there as well. Some guys probably don't want to be in there and some guys will, yeah, well, fuck, it's mine. I built the fucking thing. Well, yeah, exactly. So, no, I like it. Page 24. Brock Schubert's blowing big block 57 with the side pipes. You know, the, the, the style. <laughs> Very the, cool. How's the style of it, man? That kid's not trying to, uh, he's just going, I want it to look like that. I want it to be mental. On the same page, have a look at the top left-hand side. You see Crocram's GDS? Oh, yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. A native raven bird, you know, doing a one-handed fire burnout while sucking on a Cuban cigar and a GDS. <laughs> yep, seems legit. Yeah, that's it. Nothing wrong here. Everything's uh, right here. That, that, <laughs> what are your tough shots, mate? Page 30, if you go to Chris Campbell's LJ, I know I'm very Chris Campbell LJ heavy in this issue, but it's kind of deserved, yeah. I think. Mate, just the side shot, yeah. I think it looks really tough. That was that was definitely uh, – it's – it almost looks robotic, I find, like kind of a real bit of a, I guess, true mechanical monster. I just think it looks, yeah, tough. very, very Geiger artish, you yeah. know, like alien, I can, think, with that one. Can I get all mechanic on you there and say I love streetcars with the windscreen wipers still? Oh, of course. If they don't have wipers, it's straight away take like, – people go look at that and go, oh, it's got air cleaners through the bonnet, it's got fucking tops, it's not a streetcar, blah, 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 blah. But when you see a car feature that doesn't have any wipers at all, you know that there's no even remote chance that that's going on the street, really. Yeah, you know, or it being intended to be driven even in the slightest. So, no, I agree with that 100%. Uh, next for me, for Tough Shots, was page 44, please, mate. The main picture there, Greg Ford's Edsel Grilled Ford Pickup. Now, Greg, he's built some awesome cars over the years. And I just think generally this whole Motor X feature was just awesome. Like all the cars, whether it be... The show stuff, the stuff out in the car park, which is super tough, the stuff in the build, the entire feature of Motor X, it just reminds me how desperately I need to get to a Motor X one year to actually enjoy it all. It's like the cream of the crop from all over the place, mm-hmm. really. So That's our yeah. friend on that yeah, just uh, on that page, the right-hand side bottom. That's our friend Aaron Gregory's car. Yeah, the ute. Oh, sorry, the pickup. Yeah. yeah, it's fucking hasn't that thing evolved just amazingly like it keeps going from strength to strength it looks really tough uh, like, that's like, for sure lucky enough to meet him chubby uh, and him worked together and chubby took me up oh, okay walked me through his workshop and aaron nice guy again again one of them guys just so generous with their time especially with me asking dumb questions and uh mate if you want to flick forward to page 48 please a couple of pages gotcha couple of things on this if you look at the betty in the middle that was the one the skid factory put a barrow into like a turbo barrow which i thought was really cool and down the very bottom of the page you'll see brett hewardine's ht monaro fuckets which yeah. of course is always a firm favorite of mine and my last tough shot for this issue is page 126 <laughs> no, <we get. laughs> that is excellent how did i miss that paul little smoking the hides on his hg kingswood sedan the uh what is that? What do they call it? Oh, it's Rally Red. I thought it was Salamanca or Flamingo or some crap. Anyway, Rally Red HG sedan. That's a great shot. So. And he's lost all the Tupperware off the roof racks. It's all gone. <laughs> no Lennington's. <laughs> roof yeah. racks is a great combo. No, yeah. it's, it's a great, it's a great, and it's a really nice car, that thing. I know Paul pretty well. I've seen the car around quite a lot, and it's a really nice car. So um, I guess moving on from there. Uh, page uh, 118, mate, Fit and Fiddle. That's a, oh, yep, Hammer a, Time. Yep. yep. It's, again, a, another ex- sexually explosive shot of Chad looking at the hammer handle he's holding. I'd like to take a shot at guessing the length of that hammer handle, Simon. What are you going to go for? <laughs> I don't know. It's, you know. Judging by the confidence in his eyes and the madness, I don't know. It's, could be anywhere up to a 12. <laughs> On the flop, could be. <laughs> I don't know how I've managed this, but page 24. i just got to explain that we've spoken about the performer sheets that I use to do mine. This was written before we started using them, so that's why it's a bit dyslexic. Nothing wrong with that, mate. It's all good. Oh, how cool are those 97 carburetor mugs just on the other page? Sorry. We're about. Sidetracked it. Page, what must be 25? Hang on. There's no page numbers on this page. I've been a bit confused. 28. Yep. 26, 24. Yeah, sorry, page 24. Yeah, the, the, the summit, that is pretty cool. I still hate on that little globe down there. They don't have Australia. That still shits me on the left-hand side of that summit ad. Oh, uh, yeah. A little plane. Yeah, especially been. when advertising Australian magazine. Just really uh, step it up a bit. I, I, just not, I just normally draw it in. You know, I'm, I don't care. It doesn't bother me. I just go and get a pen and draw it in every magazine in the, in the, in the news agents. It doesn't bother me. Oh, well, doing your bit for the country, mate. I like it. Okay, so page 24, Rod Hatfield, the man. 
Yes. I read yeah. I read Alison Hatfield's book. Great book. Well done, Alison. Just remember, Rod was here before Rex Webster, and he's still here with like Happy Williams is around. So, mate, how long has that guy been doing this? Oh Jesus! What since the early sixties at least? What are we talking? Sixty years nearly. Yeah, that does sound good. It is a great read for anyone who's into it. And Alison, you know, no better person to write a story about him than someone who's obviously grown up with him, being his daughter. And she does a great job of it. And, and yeah, look, some of the cards, I always love his vision. He's as far away. You know, actually, I was going to say he's as far away from a purist as you can get, but actually he does appreciate, you know, stock stuff. Like he has a, a genuine appreciation for standard stuff as well as having the ability to be – you know, like this mad doctor who builds crazy way out concepts and stuff. So, yeah, like love his work. Like, like all car guys, I think, really all good. Some of the stuff that's so interesting in that book is I, the first thing I kind of knew about modifying gearboxes was either a top loader or a Celica five-speed. So, you know, this is between 85 and 90 when I really started getting into cars heavily. Mm. But in the book, she'd, they describe how he was pulling out the steel case Corona gearboxes and stuff for four-speeds and converting them to go behind 202s, a lot of stuff with Holden 6s. Really good, clever stuff. Like go to the wreckers because you can get Corona gearboxes. So that's where he got the boxes. He'd re-race them, then he'd, he'd dr- drill them up. He'd make the bell housing. Mate, that's just that's where we come yeah. from, right there. You know, awesome. That's stuff. it. Just so plugging that, that, a hole in the market yep. for demand, isn't yep. it? Yeah. Yep. So having be good for Matty Waters and them guys to read that story. Then he's got it for his kids and stuff. You know, that's so we look we look after our uh, our honor roll inductee. Yes, definitely, definitely. Page one thirty. Hold your breath. Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm I'm sitting here holding my breath, waiting to see what you're going to say. I'm going to have to agree with Bob. Oh my God! Did the Earth just fall off its axis? I will never not mention a Dak Dak in Street Machine. It, you know that is excellent, and it's good to see it in the column. And I fully agree. And I fully. Ag- <laughs> and I. F- Fully agree with Bob. <laughs> Do you need a Bex and a lie down? Remember, a stiff re- drink or something? Remember the episode where Fonzie had to say he was sorry? Page 153. Please tell me it's Rosalie Barley's. It is. Right have, yep, that's it. Fuck, have, that's an epic shot. Yep. Have a look at Rosalie Barley S series, I think it is, is it? Yes, yes. It's, it's proof that riding dirt bikes is good for your lungs. Oh, dear. <laughs> it is. But what a fucking great shot. It is. To start, you've got the S-Series. You've got a huge set of feet on it. You've got what looks like a side pipe coming out in front of the back wheel. You've got the GT ironing board across the boot lid, fitted the right way around by the looks of it. And you've got – what a cool way. I mean, I've never seen a bike towed that way before. I've what seen, a cool concept. I've seen them set up like that with the back wheel up on the um, – the back wheel upset that uh, chain and sprocket aren't working. Oh, okay. That's probably yeah. a sensible idea, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. just Australia all over. He's, you know, she's got a dirt bike, she's got a Valiant, she's going riding and she's loving it. Yeah, that is cool. And I also dig the VIP chrome strips on the back of the S-Series between the wing and the bumper bar. Oh, that's me too. cool-looking car too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've never seen them. <laughs> the entire feature is a cracker. Every photo was worth a mention. Just the first double page of the cars, the kids, the dogs, our mates. It's really a super feel good. Look at the little man in his tuxedo next to the Maloo. That whole thing just, it's outstanding. The kids and the bonnet, you know, the, the, the Falcon Hilux or the Chevy, whatever it is, that little, yeah, that, that's the last of my special mentions. Okay, Smokes, if you can go to page 10, please. I think this is one of those ones where there's not actually a number on the page, so... Yep. Oh, there is. My bad. Okay. Check out that fucking awesome HR coupe being built at the United Speed Shop. How tough does that look? Look, mystery has surrounded the whole HR coupe thing for a number of years. There were some really dodgy... Oh, not dodgy. They weren't actually too bad. These photoshopped pictures of an HR coupe kind of looking like it was a bit of a yard languisher. And um, I don't know. Like, it just... That's done the rounds and it's had, you know, caused all this fucking drama with people saying it's real and people are saying it's not. Of course, it's not real. But I love the fact that someone has actually gone to the trouble of building one for real. I just think it suits the lines of the HR. You know, with the HR, the front, the rear, you've got kind of the, I guess, the arrow taper 
yeah, at yeah. the front and the rear, if you look at that side-on view, I just think it's a really great idea. And I'm amazed it hasn't been done years ago. I remember like, back in about 84, I bought a book called The Holden Collection, which I saw at the newsagent when I was young. And in that actual book, they showed like a, a genuine, it was like a Holden conceptual design of an HR coupe like prior to the Monaro, based on the Opal. I think there's a similar kind of looking Opal overseas in Europe that was done at the time, but it was based on that. And I remember saying to my dad, oh, hey, what's the chances we could build this? And, his, and I was like, you know, 10 or 11, he's looked at me and said, uh, I don't think I have the welding or steel fabrication skills to actually do that. But I'm glad to see that someone who does has actually come to the party and doing it. I think this thing, when it's finished, will look absolutely amazing. And Look, I personally, I wouldn't know whether to do it like modified like this with the big wheels and all the rest of it, which looks super cool. I'd almost want to build two. I'd want to do one that was like that, but I'd want to do one that was dead stock with 13-inch wheels, hubcaps, as if it was just like a, you know, just an original kind of survivor type car. I'd want to do it like something your grandpa would still be driving around today, just the few nicks and dents and all the rest of it, just make it look like it survived since 66 or 67. I'd probably need to build two just to keep myself happy across the board. I like the yeah. idea that he's putting a 202 in it. Yeah. Yeah, but, I think it's just a great concept and so different as well. Wasn't Tailspin built from an expression session originally? Yes, it was. Yeah, okay. yeah. And there's yeah, another so. mad-looking Tirana that was along them lines as well, wasn't there, an LJ? Yes. The uh, – what was it? Something Rod? The, yeah. Oh, shit. What was the name of that thing? Barry. Mod Rod. Mod Rod. Mod Rod, yes. <laughs> Mod Rod, yeah. Yep. Uh, so, so, yeah, I love that HR whole coupe concept. I think it's super cool. Now, if you could flick forward to page 40, please. Yep. Oh, yeah. That throttle body set up on the Parada yeah. um, XY Falcon, the engine bay photo there. What a fucking trick-looking engine bay. Look, it's it's busy, but it's tidy, yeah. if that makes sense. You've got so much shit going on there, pumps and hoses and braces and all the rest of it, but I think the thing I love – and I must admit that you've probably got me onto this more than anything lately is as you say, it still has a shaker. It's got all this trick yep. stuff going on under the bonnet, but there's still shaker up there to feed the cold air. So I think it's a really good combination of old and new, but yeah. this, those intakes, Oh my God, they look amazing. Those things moving on from there, page 47. Got it. Down the bottom, right. The KDS designs, the Bedford with all the candy flames and, panel work and lace paint and stuff like that on it down oh, the bottom yep. corner it's hot yeah it's like yeah it's like the old easy roller kit from the 70s the vancraft kit so it's got the nose cone and the flares and all that sort of shit i just think it looks fucking super cool really really tough cool looking van and while we're in the 40s mates go one page one double forward to page 49 and up the top if you look at caption number six you've got john healy's airbag datsun 1600 wagon yeah that is cool isn't it it is cool. I love that sort of look with, you know, Japanese cars, like with the mirrors down the guards, super low. It's airbagged, of course. But the other thing with this is it, it sort of harks back to the April 2020 Reader's Rocket where the Type 3 had the Porsche engine and st – oh, sorry, the twin-turbo Subaru engine and the, all the 911 running gear. This Datsun 1600 wagon has actually got a Honda K24 engine in it. So that's kind of cool. It's, it's doing that real – Awesome style, low with the mirrors and the spoiler and the, all that sort of stuff, but it's still running a really cool drivetrain. I think that wagon stuff, and honestly, when do you ever see Datsun 1600 wagons? They must have been rare of rare even when they were new out here. So, yeah, yeah very cool. I know our, cool. our mate Dado Mouse would love that. If you just go one over one page, down the bottom, fat FJ van, that blue FJ panel van with a diamond tuft interior in the back. Very cool. Love all that, that sort of um, the oh, the old school kind of speakers mixed with the big stuff. But, yeah, I think that's tough for the flares and the hot wires. Curtains yeah. in the rear window. Yeah, I think that, that van's very tough. Look at the size of the sound system it lasted in the fucking me. Yeah, like, honestly, when I first looked at it, I went, oh, it's like got an old wireless type system where I saw the speakers at the back or the back right. But then I saw the amps and all the other whatever you call any of that stereo stuff. And, um, yeah, it would it would probably pump pretty loud, that's for sure. Cranking out a bit of akadaka, mate. Um, bit of slim dust in FJ. Lastly, lastly for me, please, if you go to page – or second lastly for me, page 78. Penultimately. Gotcha. Down the bottom, the red Commodore, the caption on Jamie Swift's VC, yep. which oh, has VH gear on it. 
What a story. These guys actually lost one of the race wheels, like the big back slicks, off the trailer, and they walked for 15 kilometres to find this wheel, and they actually fucking found it. Can you – it's just unbelievable. You think about it. If you're doing even 80Ks or even 60Ks and a wheel falls off the trailer, the momentum that thing is going to pick up going bush, like, it could go fucking ages, like – how deep would you go into the side of the road? You know what I mean? Like, it's just amazing that they found it. What a fucking story. Uh, millennial, <laughs> millennial, millennial car guys, how far did you just walk? Oh, I was about five, 10, about 15 Ks. 15 Ks. <laughs> oh, I just think that's an amazing story. It's so cool that they actually found that wheel that's and a, could keep racing. That's a yeah. three-hour three walk, basically. You walked about five oh. Ks an hour. Mate, and like I said, with the momentum, it could have gone anywhere. It could have gone... You know, like two metres off the road, it could have gone freaking 50 metres off the road. Who would know? That's dedication right I, there. I reckon so, it's a great – I think that was amazing. It's just a you great fight all his crew as well. I reckon that's a really friendly, good, happy crew, eh? Agreed, 100%. And how happy would you be when you found that wheel? They must have been fucking high-fiving each other and fucking touching dicks doing – oh, as you – like, it's just unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. So I think that was a really great story to come out of – Drag Challenge weekend yeah, yeah, you're 2019. Right. You're actually right. It is unbelievable. Flick forward to page 112. I just love shit like that. I think it's fucking yeah. hilarious and, you know, good all in the once. If you go down to the bottom left, you'll see that it's got the centre of what looks like a – I can't work if it's Orange Hustler or a Option 52 ROA. So I think it looks like it's got – my eyesight's getting really bad. It looks like it's got smooth spokes. I'm going to say it's an Orange Hustler. The way they've made the stand – for the car using the centre of an Orange Hustler mag. Oh, I think that's really is. trick. It yeah. Is. And actually elsewhere in this same story, I saw one, I think they'd used a 12-slot maybe. Oh, yeah. Page 109, they've used the centre of a 12-slot to make a stand. So whether that's on the same car, I'd say it kind of looks like it. looks like a. I can see um, the same colourings of the car that it's mounted to. So I thought that was a really awesome idea. Yep. Yeah. Wow. And that's me sorted out for special mentions, mate. Oh, that's pretty cool. They were just on page 109. He said they made that 12 slot. Have a read of the caption. The McLeod Ford Horn car. Stripe package is available to a bunch of select dealers. This car coming from Adrian Brian Ford in the SA. It travelled only 126,000 k's from you with nothing more done to it than a change of brake pads and an exhaust. Wow, that's pretty good, man. Yeah, it is Yeah, very you, cool. You take a uh, Hilux, diesel Hilux in for 100,000 k service and you just bend over. It's going to be a $4,000 service. <laughs> no, no, but it is, man. It's serious. Oh, yeah. Yeah, big time. And that was it for, yeah, for me for special mentions. Have you got a reader's ride there at yep. all, mate? Reader's rides, right, uh, 142. Okay, my reader's ride's JD's Fairlane. Furry hairline, ZH, is it? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Check out the story. He's got, you know, he got the... It's got 12 slotters on it. He got it off his uncle. It's got the gravy saucepan out of the bonnet. And most of all, the photo shows how much fun they're having with that car. Yep, I, exactly. I, yeah, he's got the back back tire, back wheels on it, so it's getting banged. He's just put the thing out of the bonnet because it was his uncle's car. And he's probably gone, well, my uncle wouldn't like this, so I put that out. His mate's hanging out of the side. They're at a car show, a car event. They're having fun. That's mine. I would like that car. G'day, Matto351. I'm sure that he would like that Fairlane. Yeah, mate, I actually chose that for the same kind of reasons. So, yeah, that makes that one easy. But no, no, seriously, I think it's definitely, definitely cool that people still have that old school mindset in a lot of ways, which I think is a great thing. So, yeah. Did you have anything else you wanted to mention about this issue, July 2019, before we wrap up? Right, our page, my last one is page 69 to wrap it up, to wrap up this Bible studies of Street Machine, Australia's first and only dedicated street car magazine. I'm here. See Kenny the koala? <laughs> yeah. Looks like he's got stiffy pants on. <laughs> he does too. Better ask Telf about that. Yeah, imagine, imagine if koala actually tasted okay, man. They'd be off as Australians. We take it off the danger list so fucking quick. <laughs> hey, interesting bit of that photo, that black Valiant wagon in the background. Yep. That's actually owned by a mate of mine from school, Mel McIntosh. I actually used to own that wagon. Oh, really? Believe it or not. Fucking oath, it was my police wagon years ago and my cruiser wagon. I just ran it with like a Hemi 6. It was, you know, like a kind of a stocker, but it was black. But Mal has turned it into a strip weapon, street strip car, tough small block Chrysler. You can see the Caltrax hanging out underneath. It's got well wheels. He has turned that car into an amazing car. So good on you, Mal. Love what you've done with it. 
Had you seen that in this magazine before we done this? Yeah, yeah. Like I still follow the car, you know, yep. pretty religiously. And um, yeah, no, he's been doing some great stuff with it. And actually, that's the car I painted in my backyard with a Eager Beaver, gloss black. Now, do I owe yeah. you a carton? Didn't we have a bet ages ago that you couldn't mention Eager Beaver in a sentence? Fuck. Yeah, that's right. You did. Hey, somebody, I think it might be Gristy on internet uh, on Instagram, posted an Eager Beaver. You could still buy them from Bunnings. Fucking oath. Yeah, mate, they're awesome. Yeah. And it just sounds like you're vacuuming the back lawn. So <laughs> EPA and neighbours can get stuffed. Just the smell's probably the only problem, but, you know. That's that's most of the problem anyway with most neighbours is their smell. So, yeah. Right. Well, that's uh, episode forty-four. Shot. It is just like your front lawn at three a.m. <laughs> yeah, just to like to thank a few people. Thanks to Top Hat Benny. We've done a to the sixty with him. We're doing to, to we're doing to the sixties legend lunchtime combined readers rocket phone call podcast mini series. <laughs> no, that was awesome, and I think that really comes back to the grassroots of what we are about here at the Thong Slappers, just normal, everyday morons like ourselves, just doing shit. And yeah, that's well, kind of what we're here for, isn't it? It's so much fun. So we, we just to re- reiterate, we, we're getting hold of just, you know, our moots and our friends and our just our street guys and girls, just normal street car, and we're just going to ring them and do a half-hour chat, probably in my lunchtime or in your lunchtime, record it and just load up, talk about their car. Uh, it's, yeah, it's yep. the genesis is Reader's Rocket. I've always liked Reader's Rise, Reader's Rockets, and we're calling it the Moot Rocket. <laughs> and the good thing is too is that, like you read, I just like learning stuff about other people. Yeah, you know, I like especially people who follow us in our Instagram and and you know give us feedback about the podcast and whatever it is we do and feedback about our cars. You know, it cuts both ways. And yeah, I'm more than happy. I've always you know liked learning stuff about other people and. Yeah, we've got some great people lined up for this for the future. So, yeah, if you've got anyone you'd like to suggest, or even yourself, we don't mind. If you think you've got a good story to tell, we'd love to get you on and, and have a chat and do a, um, yeah, a Moot Rocket lunchtime with you for sure. I did tell – I wanted to get uh, Brett Neverending Project on, and he said, oh, I want to finish my car. I'm like, no, that's not, that's not what it's about. It's not about your finished car and your product. It's about what you do with cars. I do so much in this little podcast in here. I write, I read, I do a podcast – you wouldn't even, you, you know, there's not even a car in here. So a lot of my car hobby, I guess, it doesn't have to necessarily be out there on the spanners, thank goodness. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't matter. You don't, I don't care if you don't even own a street car at the moment. If you've, and you, you want to talk about, you know, we, we, we just want to get people on and have a yarn. I, I love it. And the suspension during the half hour of the phone call is so good. It, it works a few ways. It works like text is good, Instagram's good. Email's good, but every now and then it's just good ring up. G'day, knackers. You know, a phone call because when, uh, during the 90s, 2000s, when I travelled a lot around Australia, it was good ringing your mate on a landline for a yarn because that's all we had. We didn't have emails. We didn't have any of that sort of stuff. So you ring your mate. And so that's where I take that from. And you actually have a conversation. And you can do it in 4,000 texts. The thing with text is good. You can do it in your own time. You know, you can, you can respond and do it in your own time. But actual conversation yeah. and the telephone call, well, that's what we're about. Look, definitely. So, yeah, we look forward to getting a few more of those done and, and out for you guys. Thanks again always for your support and always great chatting with you, Redmond. I'll speak to you soon. I don't know. Actually, I'll have to go back and have a look to see how many more of these catch-up footies we've got to do. I think this is the last one. I'm not I sure. I think it is too, yeah. Oh, on another note, thank you to everybody. We had a pretty good response for people who bought two for Tuesday for our friends at Street Machine Magazine. Yes. That worked Most out definitely. good. Thank you very much. We've got, we've got to post a few things around that, but... It's just trying to, you know, doing a little bit. And like I said, if anybody is struggling, not working at the moment, just shoot me a DM. And once I get the magazine and read it, I can just pop it straight back in the post and get it to you so we can all keep uh, car porn alive. Let's keep car porn alive. I think so. And we've still got a shitload of old school magazines too that we'll have to bundle up and get out to everyone. So if there's a particular issue you're chasing, or whether it be street machine, supercar, performance street car, due to our great mate, Big Gas 327, Gary Johnston, we've got a whole pile of magazines that we want to spread the love with out to everyone. So if there's any particular issues you're chasing, or you know what, if you just need something new to read on the crapper, drop us a line, either thongslappers at optusnet.com.au or yeah flick us like red was saying a dm on that little triangle on instagram and um we'll see what we can line up or jam something in the post for you for sure yeah like go jump on the toilet and get stuck in the stage right 
Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks to the Eyes of Street Machine. Thanks to every one of our moots, Chubby, uh, Jason Lowe, Pete Lowe, uh, Matto351, Danny Dave, everybody. And I know I forget heaps of people. Maddie Waters, I forget heaps in this, but it's not because I don't love you very much. Fuck, fuck, is it Matto351? Isn't he Phil Brown? Fuck, he's a unit. Yeah. <laughs> he is. He is oh, he makes me laugh. Some I, of the shit he sends me. Oh, he, he's got my he's got my mobile phone number now. I'm fucked. That's the shit he he's such a he's a, no, he's a he's a great guy. But fuck, he's a unit. This, I don't know how that guy has time to do anything. He's always out up to mischief. I wish I could live my life like that. He's always out doing something. Hey, eh? there's no self isolation is going to slow him down. Or if it is. He's going to be getting up to so much mischief in his own home. Fuck, man. Yeah, he drank. Makes me laugh. He worked 80 hours at Summer Nats. He was on the stand there. He looked after me and Bread Dirt Pirate and Maddie, give us water and hats and beer and pizza. And he rolled with us and he was, he was as much of a menace. If you ran into, oh. if you ran into Matt O'Benny, me and Maddie at the Summer Nats, you'd probably remember it or wish to forget it. But no, he's, he's a good guy. There's, um, he is, definitely. <laughs> Rich Wright, a big shout out to Rich Wright, our correspondent. Um, Ricky. Who's our Finland Finnish correspondent? We've got Lex Annihilator. He's uh, one of uh, Cheesy Dorito, our American guy. We've got Tammy and Barney from Dunny Do. So many good people. So so many good people. Yes, big time. Red, I look forward to chatting to you in our next main podcast. That's and, a lie. Uh, and I'll speak to you then. So All have right. a good rest of your day. Same, buddy. Love to the family, mate. All right, mate. Have fun. And just, yeah, I'm going to have this whole three o'clock knock thing stuck in my head now of you frigging in the backyard trying not to draw attention to yourself in the Commodore. Shagging. Uh, just whatever you do down at the bum grub, get you. <laughs> oh, I'll be trying. All right, mate. I'll chat to you soon. Take care, Cheers. mate. Say bye. See ya. See ya.